Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 18, Saturday morning, November 3rd, 2018. And it was two months ago from this very day when I recorded the first episode of this podcast, and we're going to be 18 episodes in now with this one. It's been a fun ride so far. I just want to start by taking a moment to say thank you, not only to everyone who has been along for the ride since day one, but also to all the new listeners out there. Welcome, and I really appreciate you listening. We all want to go out there and win money, and hopefully this platform will help you uh, or help point you in the right direction in terms of how to spot value in betting or the sports trading markets, as they like to call it across the pond, and how to think about betting differently. And my other goal through this is to really keep you all up to date on the legalization process and the progress as it unfolds around the country. The gold rush is here, baby, and America's finally catching up to Europe and the rest of the world. And this is going to change sports as we know it here in America, and you can already see it starting to bubble up with the NHL just signing a partnership with MGM earlier in the week. They're about to sign another deal with FanDuel, and that MGM deal fell in the footsteps of the NBA, and in the same week, the New York Jets inked a gaming partnership with MGM Resorts, and Caesars became the official stadium sponsor for the new Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas. So the times are changing, and there are going to be ramifications across the board in the upcoming months and years. So I want to continue focusing in on that and focusing even more on those developments as they unfold. And honestly, I couldn't have imagined a better start in terms of the success of the plays and recommendations I've given out on the pod. We haven't had a losing week yet since I started doing this, and we've just been red hot at times. I dare you to find someone out there who has done better this football season and has the proof to back it up. But as I've said all along, in order to have success in the long run and win in this endeavor in the long run, it's 100% all about keeping your emotions in check and making smart decisions with your bankroll regardless of what your unit size is. You could be the best handicapper in the entire world, but if you're lousy with your bankroll management, you're not going to win. Even one mistake can ruin an entire week of great plays. So I couldn't have scripted it better how how good these first two months have been for us, but I think this is the perfect opportunity to remind you that the most important concept to keep in mind, you you just have to bet smart, stay prudent, and it doesn't matter if you're betting $5 a game, betting more serious amounts stay true to your process keep finding value scraping out those edges and like i mean that i mean that seriously too don't ever bet more than you can afford to lose if uh you have any issues with this listen back to the first episode that i made the sports betting 10 commandments bankroll management should be your most important concern it is so incredibly important in a way that words cannot properly stress and just like any anything else in life if you get excessive with something no bueno We work hard to find these edges, so we owe it to ourselves to control the things that are in our control, and what we bet on and how much we bet are in our control. Our number one advantage is we get to choose what we want to invest in, and the books have to put up a line, but we get to choose whether or not we want their action and whether or not we want to play their game. That's our single biggest advantage. Remember that in this game, money not lost is better than money won. It sounds stupid, but it's 100% accurate. It's better not to lose $11 on the Bears. Uh, that you want to bet this weekend with that $1 in VIG than it is to win $10 betting on them. So better not to lose the 10 or the 11 than to win the 10. So pick out plays with an edge and don't bet just to bet. 
All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. As I said earlier, I really appreciate all of you who have been listening and for all the new listeners who have hopped on board recently. I have uh, I have a SoundCloud premium account and pay so I can keep all of my episodes up there. And uh, they, uh, they give you these listening stats that iTunes doesn't. And I can see that in the past seven days, we've had 25 listens in Mexico. Hola. 16 in Spain. Hola, viva España. 14 in Turkey. Uh, 10 in Mother Russia and a bunch of other countries. It's very interesting. So along those lines, I am going to be leaving the country later next week for about 10 days, 10 or 11 days, and we won't have any podcasts uh, the following week. But I'll be off in Europe trying to find new fans and spreading the good word about the Doggy Juice Pod. I'm, I'm going to be up in Manchester for the Manchester Derby, a, per, a personal uh, bucket list item of mine. And I will get to see Pep Guardiola leave my beloved Manchester City against the crosstown rival Manchester United. It's going to be epic. All right, so in this episode, I'm just going to jump right into the weekend card and, uh, and be done with it. Before that, though, a special shout out to Derek Rose after his incredible night on Halloween. I made the joke that he dressed up as the 2009 version of, of himself for Halloween. But seriously, though, I'm really happy to see that for him because um, after everything he's been through, there was a time when I, I loved that man. He was my he's my favorite Chicago athlete since Michael Jordan, and seeing those injuries happen after he really gave his, his all and had the city on his shoulders, it really was heartbreaking. So he went through a lot. It was great to see him perform like that, score 50 um, up on the big stage like that again, and it was another example that Hard work and perseverance can get you to where you want to be. So without any further delay, let's jump right into this weekend's card in College Football Week 10 and NFL Week 9. Yeah, baby! (laughs) Starting out with College Football Week 10, the first football playoff rankings came out this week, and it's no surprise to see Alabama at the top of the list, even though they haven't played anybody yet. We'll learn a lot more about this team in the upcoming weeks, starting with tonight as they go into Louisiana to play LSU at night. Rounding out the top four is Clemson, LSU at number three, and Notre Dame with Michigan right there at number five. So we'll have an immediate shakeup this week as you know number one visits number three. Uh, from the pod earlier in the week, we had a stone-cold wire-to-wire winner with the Danimal lock of the midweek, I guess you can call it. He will be back later this episode with his part two Danimal lock of the week. Um, But Ohio, minus one, Danimal, hats off, gave it out. That line closed at three and a half at most places, got up to four. Some, Some places it closed around three, but it was never in doubt. Ohio won. They routed Western Michigan, 59-14, to 14, but that thing was over at halftime. Or it was over early. It was 45-0 to zero at halftime, so great pick by Danimal there. Uh, I also gave out my alma mater, Iowa Hawkeyes, in the last pod. Um, they're catching three points this weekend. Uh, I think that's around two and a half now. You might be able to see some threes, but there's a little bit of a worry about Nate Stanley's thumb, uh, the quarterback for Iowa, but Hawkeyes are 7-1 and against the spread this year so far. Uh, well, depending on where you Got that number at, at uh, Penn State last week, and I got six and a half in cash, but some people got it five and a half. So they could be six and two against the spread or seven and one, depending on 
uh, how you grade that. So I guess according to the closing lines, maybe they're 6-2 and two against the spread, but the markets clearly have them underrated or have had them underrated throughout the year. I think this game should be around a pick. I might have the Hawkeyes a few points better than Purdue. It's going to be a good game, but there's that revenge angle from last year when Purdue went into Iowa City and beat the Hawkeyes. So the Hawkeyes, my alma mater, usually don't bet on them too much, but this year there's been some opportunity, and today I'm on them again catching three points at Purdue. Georgia Tech, minus four. I gave that one out. Uh, that one's sitting around minus five, minus six now, but I like that matchup against UNC. You know, got up to six, and at that point, it's really kind of a no-man's land for me. This was a this was a lay four, take ten situation for me. So got into Georgia Tech, minus four, but anything above that really can't get behind. Texas Tech gave that one out, catching the points at home. Um, I've got that in pockets at a couple different numbers, but that I found a plus 14 flash for a second this morning, so really shop around. Uh, that one's okay at 13, 13 and a half, but if you can find 14, that's so much value catching two touchdowns at home against Oklahoma. I think we're getting tons of value here. This line should be under 10 points, according to my stuff. Um, and additional plays that I am on this week in college football, we have Oregon, minus 10, laying 10 points. Usually I hate laying this type of chalk, but... I think we're getting value here due to Oregon's recent defensive performances. Justin Herbert still expected to play. Oh, listen to that. Morning alarm went off. I'm awake already. Yeah. Okay. Oregon, where was I at? Justin Herbert, he's still expected to play after getting beaten up uh, last week, but I don't know how much they'll even need him, though, because there's a massive disadvantage here between the Oregon rushing offense and UCLA's terrible run defense. Obviously, the story in this one will be Chip Kelly making his return to Eugene, Oregon, but I think Oregon at 10 or better here is good enough value to invest in the Ducks in a spot where I think they should be laying around two touchdowns. So give me Oregon laying 10. Louisiana Tech. This is the sharp play of the week, and there is a lot of reasons to like this one. I have it at uh, plus 23.5, but you might be able to wait around and catch 24. Um, they're visiting Mississippi State tonight, and it's a total look-ahead spot for Mississippi State. There's a lot of reasons to like this one, that one being the first. Mississippi State is Alabama on deck, but it's a lot more than that. Louisiana Tech has been great as an underdog for Skip Holtz over the years, and this and this year as well. They're 4-0 as, as an underdog this year, and 16-5 and his last 21 as a dog. And this is one of those prime spots, catching all these points. Mississippi State should not be laying these points. Um Louisiana Tech, they went to LSU earlier in the year and gave them a scare into the fourth quarter. And last week's game, I, I got a good look at this team when they were uh, they went in and beat Florida Atlantic on the road. I was on Florida Atlantic last Friday uh, laying three points, and Florida Atlantic went up 10-0 early, but uh, this Louisiana Tech team did not quit. They really looked impressive uh, with that effort. They Went into North Texas earlier this year and won. They have experienced receivers. This is a total flat spot for Mississippi State with the Conference USA squad coming in. So I, I also think Mississippi State, they have trouble scoring points anyway. And with this letdown spot, they you know they won't care about how many points they win by with Bama on deck and their SEC schedule coming you know continuing. So give me the points here with Louisiana Tech. That's too many. Um, if you can get plus 23 and a half, that's great. Uh, plus, anything over plus 23 is really good there, but you might be able to find 24. But I love this play this week. Louisiana Tech, your underdog of the week in college football. All right, we got someone else who wants to make their return after such a good pick in the last podcast. Here's what Danimal has to say 
about the Saturday college football card. What's up, everybody? It's Danimal checking in Friday night. Last night was just a massacre. Easiest bet of the year. That thing was over in the first quarter. Ohio cruised. Here's a double for you. Two in one week from the Danimal. FIU, Florida International. Not FAU. I love Lane Kiffin. I do. But FIU. Minus two, minus two and a half. Lock that in and just enjoy your day. Watch all the good football and watch FIU clean up at night. And a little bonus, a little bonus pick for you. Vino Verde, white wine for the win. Yes, some of you guys might chirp it's red wine season. I know. But Vino Verde, white wine. You're welcome. Have a good weekend. White wine is always in seasoned animal. Uh, don't mind the play, Florida International. You know, you can't uh, forget the fact that last year, I mean, they're not going to forget that last year Kiffin ran up the score on them. Uh, so they're going to have this game completely circled. But at the same time, Kiffin was pissed last week when they lost to La Tech. Um, I think this line at, at three is about where I have it. So, yeah, a little bit, you know, forced play. I'd, I'd take it at minus two, two and a half for uh, for Florida International. So good luck with that one, Danimal. Hopefully it cashes for everybody. Uh, another one I like, the line's moved down to the bit since I got it, but Baylor, uh, I got plus eight. There's, you know, it's about plus six, plus six and a half now. If you really don't like it unless it's plus seven or better, but Baylor at home against Oklahoma State. Um, you know, even sprinkle a little bit of money line on this one, um, even though it's at plus six, might be worth a look. Um, now, we were on Oklahoma State last week, but I think uh, we're looking at a letdown spot for for Okie State. Baylor got blown out last week at West Virginia, but I think the markets have overreacted to the recent results of both these teams and opened up some value for us taking the, the home dog here. So give me the points with Baylor here. Another underdog, Oregon State, uh, plus 16.5. You might be able to wait out to get plus 17, although it's starting to trickle down now. I'm starting to see it go down to 15, 14 and a half, but hosting USC, this is not a pretty matchup at all, but I think it's just too many points for USC to be laying on the road uh, this year. This is not your, uh, it's not your father's USC uh, this season, and Oregon State, you know, they've been pretty terrible, but catching this many points um, at home, I think they might be starting to turn things around a bit there, so this is just a value play on Oregon State. the numbers numbers say, you know, pros play numbers. Joe's bet the teams. So uh, another one, speaking of the numbers, the numbers say to play this one or at least lean this way, a TCU laying the points, hosting Kansas State. But I've went out about this po- you know, on the podcast earlier how I just don't like playing against uh, Schneider and Kansas State when they're pretty big underdogs like this. So it's really not a spot I really want to get behind. I was going to recommend it, but I was looking more into it this morning. Uh, laying the points to TCU right now is just something I don't want to do. So I'm going to look to get involved in running on that one, even though the numbers suggest that that could be worth a play today. And similarly, I want to take Nebraska getting the points at Ohio State at uh, plus 19. But looking at the Buckeyes coming off the bye, um, the numbers uh, coming off the bye the past few years, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous how, how good they've been, especially coming off a blowout loss too. Uh, to Iowa last year, they ripped through Michigan State in their next game. This year, they're coming off their blowout loss at Purdue, 
and the bye week. So uh, there's there's also still a road for Ohio State to make it to the playoff if they win out. So I, I don't really want to get behind that buzz train, even though Nebraska's really um, a, t- a buy-on team for me in the markets. You know, if Nebraska does get blown out this week, might be worth checking them out next week, might get a little bit of extra value on them. But I certainly lean their way today, but uh, with Ohio State in the spot, I just can't get behind Nebraska because Ohio State, just the talent difference is, I think, it's going to show itself today. And the big one tonight, I touched on it in the last podcast. Um, I really don't think I, I'm going to get involved because the line's about where it should be, but Alabama, LSU. LSU, this is the biggest underdog role ever for a top four team at home. Uh, both of them are coming off a bye, but Bama hasn't really faced anyone, really. They've only faced two top 50 teams so far. Um, I like to look at the under here, especially the first half under. The teams are kind of playing closer to the chest uh, right before kickoff. You might get a little bit of value there. If you're looking to play the over, I bet earlier because all that public money is going to come in. But a look at the under at 53 isn't a bad idea in my mind, but I'd like to isolate it with a first half, I think. Um, and LSU plus 14.5, you can find that hook and an under. 53 correlated parlay is very nice, but I don't know. That's a, that's a tough game to play. Forced to play it, um, I would take the points with LSU, as I've said, but really it's tough to get behind Alabama. You know, it's one of those games where you if you bet against Alabama and then they're, you know, they're up four touchdowns at the end of the second quarter, third quarter, you're like, what the hell did I do? You know, Tua's sitting out the fourth quarter again, but I don't think that'll be the case tonight, obviously. I think... Uh, LSU definitely could keep this one close, and they've been battle-tested this year. So it's going to be a fun game, and it's going to be a fun slate of college games today. But let's move on now to tomorrow's card in NFL Week 9. Hello! I gave it out on the podcast earlier in the week, but the Tennessee Titans, plus 7. Unfortunately, the market has corrected itself a bit on this one. And we're now seeing the Titans at plus five, plus five and a half. One of my shops still has plus six. Um, as I've said all along, timing is everything. And those of you who got down to the plus seven when I gave it out on the pot earlier in the week are in a really nice position right now. Titans have the number three defense in points per game and points per play. Um, and I really like a Titans and uh, under correlated parlay. If you can get down on that, I, I was able to get some at plus seven and under 41. I'm seeing a lot of 40 and a half, 40 now in the total, but I think that's definitely correlated. If uh, the Titans are keeping this game closer, then it's more likely to be staying under, so there's a good correlation there. But my favorite team to play on this week, favorite position this week in the NFL, is Tennessee Titans plus seven. That's just too many points. This line should be uh, between three and four, according to my stuff. Also got down on Houston at plus three earlier in the week. That one is now around a pick or minus one uh, for the Broncos, but... Uh, which is where I think it should be. There's no doubt in my mind that Demarius Thomas said it on the meeting with the Texans secondary this week uh, after getting traded over there, and now he's got his face his old team in Denver. But that was a market move on me, taking the scooping up the plus three. I didn't think it would hold up. Uh, just going to sit on that position right now. But right now I think that line's about where it should be, although I certainly lean Houston at plus one if you're really looking to get down in that game. Perhaps a little money line with Houston is worth a look. I think that team's really turned it around. And for Denver, it's kind of tough when you're trading guys away uh, get behind, uh, you know, to really bring in a max effort when you see everyone around you getting traded. But I like that one. 
the Vikings, I, I do like them. I think this line was off a bit. The Vikings, I got it at minus four and a half. There's great value here at under a touchdown. Uh, play at minus six is, you know, it's just not really as much value for me. Uh, I, I play it for less if you're really looking to get involved, but a lot of the value's gone at minus six. But if you're able to get down at minus four and a half, uh, that's where I got it. Uh, hosting the Lions this week, similar spot lines or trade some of their guys, but also. The Vikings, I just think they're getting uh, mispriced now. I know it was a bad loss last week, but that game really hinged up one play for me, I think, last week in the first half. That flipped. It's also a terrible bad beat for those people like me who had the Vikings first half um, against the Saints. They were up by, by three with the ball late, in, deep into Saints territory, and turned it over, and the field flipped, and then the Saints scored a touchdown. But um, that was a re- you know a double revenge spot for the Saints, and I think the Vikings really aren't that bad. They're banged up they're really they've been hit with the injury bug really hard but here uh, just laying four and a half the number I got it I think home field there is closer to three and a half in Minnesota so I really don't think the Vikings are only one point better than the Lions I really think they're about three to four points better so got this one lined over a touchdown so getting anything less is good value for me and the number I got it that's good so the Minnesota Vikings this week at home God help me but I've stuck some Browns plus nine in pocket it's now down to plus eight and a half. I also like the under 53 in this one as well. I got in on that and correlate those with the parlay if you can. Uh, Browns plus nine and under. Definitely some correlation here. Um, There's a nice trend to that under the home dog of plus eight or more. In the last 23 games, the under is on a 21 and two run. And I really like that angle. The Browns obviously fired Hugh Jackson uh, earlier in the week and Todd Haley. They got uh, they promoted <laughs> Craig Williams, the head coach, which is hilarious because he was the Bounty Gate guy. Or sorry, not the Bounty Gate. Yeah, Bounty Gate guy. And um, the running back coach for the Browns is now the offensive coordinator. I think they're really going to focus in on the run game this week, try and slow this one down, and try and stay uh, you know, try and stay in that game against the Chiefs visiting. The Chiefs could be worth a teaser look. Um, if you're seeing eight and a half, you could tease them through the seven and the three down to two and a half. But I'm don't think I'm going to get involved in that here. I think uh, this could be a spot where the Browns actually stay in this game. Um, be looking really interested to see this one uh, for in-running purposes, but um, I'm going to be taking a look at taking the points there. I've already got it in pocket, and also the under 53 in that game. Another one I got down on is the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks at plus seven earlier in the week. Um, I just like the Titans. I think uh, you know that that number's gotten away. Uh, seeing five and a half, six on that one now, just like the Titans. I'm seeing plus six, but I really don't like it as much there. This one is a lot less value to me than the Titans play, but I have it lined at around close to five myself. Um, so getting that seven was worth a look for me. It's an easy scoop uh, now that Fitzpatrick's back in. But yeah, getting the full touchdown was a good value that I couldn't pass up. Um, otherwise, don't like it as much, but certainly lean that way with the Buccaneers on the road at Carolina. The Saints at home against the Rams. I found a plus two and a half on the Saints. Home field in this game is going to be worth close to three and a half or even four points. And at plus two and a half, with that home field, that's that's like saying the Rams are six, six and a half points better than the Saints. No way, Jose. Maybe two to three points better max, which is around where I have it, but not six, six and a half. This game should be lined closer to a pick Actually, I have this uh, the Saints... Lined at around minus one, minus one and a half on my stuff. So I will take the value here and scoop up some plus two and a half and the money line on the Saints hosting the Rams and that barn burner. That's going to be a great game. Definitely the game of the week. 
Um, can definitely see this game going over as well with these teams. That's such a high number, but that's definitely going to be an exciting game. But give me the the Saints as underdogs at home against the Rams. They should not be underdogs in that game. Uh, it's ugly, but in terms of the hometown Bears, I do lean the Buffalo Bills at plus 10, hosting the Bears. Um, a game that's expected to see very few points. I think asking the Bears to win by over 10 is difficult, especially with Trubisky uh, leading the offense. Obviously, Nathan Peterman is leading the way for the Bills, which I've touched on, but this, this line's just gone too much. Obviously, the markets are aware of Peterman. They're pricing it accordingly. They're begging for Bills money, and plus 10 here, I might have to oblige them. I, I don't definitely can't lay with the Bears. There's no way. This should be closer to a touchdown, even with Peterman. Um, on the road, I'm worried uh, for people who want to back the Bills this week and <laughs> gulp and back the Bills that they're coming off a letdown spot. You know, they really got up for that Monday night game against the Patriots, and they were in that game, but then the Patriots picked six at the end, uh, sealed the deal and the spread. But um, I think there's this is a, could be a letdown spot for them after getting up on Monday night for that. Now they got the Bears coming in sun, early Sunday, but um, can't lay the points of the Bears here. It's bills are pass. Certainly don't blame people for passing on this one, but no way, Jose, can you bet on the Bears in this spot laying 10 points, asking them to win by more than 10. And another lean I have is the Steelers. Um, I snuck some Steelers plus three in pocket and a little bit of the money line at around plus 125 earlier in the week. I think this is a very difficult spot for the Ravens come, uh, coming off the road, and they, have, they haven't had their bye week yet while the Steelers have had uh, they came out of their bye week last week and had that easy win, relatively easy win at home against the Browns, and they might be gaining momentum now. So I, I lean the Steelers that way. I think uh, this game should be pretty close to a pick 'em. Baltimore laying maybe a point, so getting a little bit of value on that money line with the Steelers. And finally, also lean the Jets at plus three, visiting the Dolphins, but that's just a lean. And that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, episode 18. I'll be back in a few days um, next week with my college basketball preview episode. That's right. The 2018-2019 college basketball season is right around the corner. Starts on Tuesday night, and college hoops is my best sport and my favorite sport to handicap. So I'm really looking forward to sharing strategies and ways to find value in college basketball that will help us all make some coin this season. Um, that'll do it. Another special play give out uh, from one of the VEASAN guys. Uh, Bruce Marshall gave out Getafe in Spain at plus 125 to win on Sunday morning against newly promoted Huesca. That's a good angle on that one. After I looked, I dove more into that one. So if you're looking for a little edge in La Liga on Sunday, Getafe. That'll do it, though. Uh, remember to get your Doggy Juice Challenge picks in. Uh, by noon Central Time kickoff tomorrow on Sunday. All you got to do is pick your favorite five games against the spread, according to the super contest lines that I post on my Doggy Juice Twitter and Instagram on Thursday afternoon. Uh, give me your Monday Night Football title, uh, total score tiebreaker in case more than one guy or lady goes 5-0. and That's how I'll break it, the tiebreaker. But if you go 5-0, and you get that $25 Venmo prize. Good luck to anyone who enters. Good luck with all of your action this weekend. Have fun, and I will be back in a few days with the next episode. Good luck with your bets. Doggy Juice out.